I've had the opportunity to moderate hundreds of clinic sessions over the past couple of years and especially when it gets to the higher level, the FBS, even NFL coaches, one of the questions that constantly comes up from younger coaches is, how do I get to the next level? How do I get to the college level? How do I get to the NFL? And today's podcast really addresses that in a genuine way. Alonzo Carter, who is the running backs coach and recruiting coordinator at San Jose State, shares all of his knowledge and experiences. He gives examples in this podcast And this is the first half of his presentation at the Arizona Football Coaches Association Clinic, which was part of the State Association Mega Ticket. The Mega Ticket is still available. You can get those replays for up to a year. I highly recommend picking that up. There's just a wealth of football knowledge available in the Mega Ticket. Go to azfbca2022.coachesclinic.com to access this one and the rest of the Mega Ticket Library. Link is in the show notes. Here's Coach Alonzo Carter talking about how you make it to the next level as a football coach. Enjoy. First thing first is my, my background is easy. I was a high school coach 20 years, junior college coach seven years. So I'm talking to you guys like I'm y'all. I've been on that side longer than this side. So don't let this little logo confuse you. I'm the easiest person to talk to. I'm born and raised in Oakland, California. So who is Alonzo Carter? Because people always try to figure out who I am. Yeah, I'm gonna get it out the way, kill the elephant in the room. Yeah, I used to dance with MC Hammer. That ain't got a damn thing to do with what I'm talking about. So first thing first, I'm a father, just like some of you guys that are coaching. You're a father, that's the most important piece. So when I'm talking to coaches and I wanna get the real answer for them, I'm talking to you from a father's perspective. So husband, obviously. And then the thing that we all are as high school coaches, you're leaders. You're always a leader. You, you, you lead men, young men, youth, whatever it is. They're looking up to you as a leader. So don't ever get that confused when you're coaching. And for me, I've always been a winner. And what I mean by winning, I'm not just talking about X's and O's. I'm talking about how you affect and change young people's lives because they're looking at you, they're looking up to you, whatever, I don't care if you're coaching Mighty Mites. They're looking up, you got a whistle on your neck, they looking up to you, so you need to teach them how to handle themselves off the field. Now, the reason why I like to put this one up, because ironically, I've coached every level, and I've won at every level. In my third year as a head coach at high school, I won my first section championship in 2001. I'm dating myself. We won our first championship. I had seven players go Division I on that team. And then in my third year at, at junior college, at Contra Costa Junior College, we won our first regional championship on a junior college level from a 1-19 football team. It was 1-19. Didn't, nobody even wanted the job. They kind of just gave me the job. And I was like, okay, why y'all give me this job so easy? Because didn't nobody want the job. And I, quote, unquote, from... The coaches, when I got the job, they said Contra Costa is a shit job. And I took it personally, like, well, I'm going to change it. And I, and I watched something that was real helpful for me. I end up, I remember watching, that's when that 30 for 30 came out for the Miami, the U, the part one. I kind of watched that and kind of put that in my brain, in my recruiting mentality at the JC level now, even here. If I can put my arm around a certain area and keep schools out of my pocket, get your hands out of my pocket, keep them out of my pocket, we'll be fine, and that's how I end up doing. And then it took a 
fourth year here at San Jose State, we was last place. We only won three games in two years. Our first two years, we won three games. We was at the bottom of the Mountain West. It was not a good site. We had some core stuff that we implemented academically. We was, a, we was on the top of the charts academically. That kind of saved us a little bit. But there were some things we had to change because we inherited a bad team. And we ended up winning the Mountain West my fourth year. And then my biggest win is when I got married to my wife because she tolerates and deals with me. You know, we all know if, you, if you're married or you got a significant other or you got a fiance or a girlfriend, there's a lot of time that go into this. So they need to understand what it is. And my wife asked me when I first met me, she said, are you some kind of super coach? I was like, no, nah. and I was coaching high school then. So as I went up, I was like, are you sure you want me to do this? And she kept saying, yeah, she was thinking about the money, but she wasn't thinking about it all the time. So we barely even speak now. So it's, 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 it's funny when I see that picture. Hit the next one. So this one, we ask ourselves this all the time. And this is what I'm going to ask you. What is your why? Why do you do this? Why do we give ourselves to culture football? Because you spend more time with your football family than you do with your regular family. That picture right there is on my birthday this year after a loss to Fresno State. We played on Thanksgiving and we lost. Well, your kids don't care about that. My kids are older. My youngest is 12. I even got my oldest son. He's not even in here. I have a 36-year-old. I had a, a son at 17. So I'm 53, so do that math. I, I, I was making, when I was coaching, and this is why I'm asking, what are you willing to sacrifice? At the age of 26, I had two kids, and I was only making like $20,000 a year working as a locker room attendant. So it wasn't no just move on to the next and I was having to work, no degree, working in the locker room and coaching football. But I had benefits. That was the only thing I had. I had my little Kaiser, so I held on to that for my kids. But I was willing to sacrifice a lot. And I remember getting my second job at Berkeley High School. To put it in perspective, McClymouth High School in Oakland, which is four-time state champion, there's only 300 students go to that school. Then I ended up moving to Berkeley High School which was the second largest school in Northern California, and it's 3,500 students. And people told me, well, what you did over there, you're not going to be able to do that over there. I was there three years. I took them from last place to first place. And then when I left Berkeley High School and went to junior college, one in 19, it was like, there's no way he's going to do it over there. Four out, of, four out of seven years, I won four regional championships in junior college. Then you get here, they was like, no way. San Jose State, no way. 2020 Mountain West champions. So something we're doing, something. And when I got hired, which I'm going to get into that later, it was because our head coach, when I met him, was an assistant coach at Cal Poly. He was just a wide receiver coach. And he watched my journey, and I watched his journey. He went from Cal Poly to San Jose State as the position coach. And then he went to Oregon State as a position coach. And when he came back as the head coach, I was the first person he hired because he watched me build all these lower level high school, junior college programs. And he was like, I want you with me. And, I, and, and, and this one was the funniest because when he called me, because by nature, I'm a defensive coach. So when I said, what are you 
willing to sacrifice. I was a defensive coordinator, coach DBs, all this good stuff. And he said, yeah, I'm about to bring you. I'm about to start my coaching the corners of the safeties. He said, you coaching running backs. I was like, ah, all right. <laughs> so I was happy, but I was like, what the? So, <laughs> but the best advice I was ever given, Ron Gould, when he was at Cal, I used to always go to their camps with Marshawn Lynch and all those Oakland kids. I used to take them to camp with me. And he was like, don't go in the DB room. You already know DB. Come to camp with me. And I was like, man, you do too much. I'm not, I'm trying to chill. I don't want to be doing all these drills because Ryan Gould worked with you. You'll be thinking you was in the drills. He had to use you as a sample. All right, show him. You want me to do the drill? Because I was younger then. Now I, I, no, no, no. Now I do that to other people. Hey, man, get that and come on over here. But he had me working running back drills. And I half-heartedly did it, but I did it because he told me to. Because to me, he's one of the best running back coaches in the country, and he plays safety. And if you ever knew, uh, if you check his track record and his resume, from Marshawn Litz to J.J. Arrington to C.J., I mean, he's coached some NFL guys, but he's a DB coach by nature. So when he told me that and I got that call, I immediately called back to him and told him, thank you. Now, what I would have liked to do more, my advice to you guys when you go hear people speak, I wish I'd have spent a little bit more time when I was the head coach in the office of line room. I wish I really would have spent more time in the tight end room, understanding fronts and block. I mean, I knew the scheme, but really understanding the language and the lingo, because when you play running back, you got to know everything. You got to understand the pass protection. You got to understand the routes. You got to be able to block the running stuff. That's easy. You got to understand everything. So if I could do it all over again, I would spend more time with that. Hit that. This is something you have to ask yourself. What are you doing on your personal and professional development in the off season? This right here is professional development. This right here is personal development because you could be at the house chilling, but you up at 10 o'clock. I'm on, this is my, I didn't, they, they didn't fly me out here. I flew my damn self out here. I'm doing it. This is my professional development. I sat right in there taking notes, listening to the Arizona State running back coach. And when I get through, I'm going to listen to some defensive coaches talk. So what are you doing in your personal and professional development? And I always ask coaches my trick question when they say, well, Zoe, I want to coach D1. I want, how did you get there? I said, okay, I got one, I got a trick question I always ask coaches. If you walked into, in my case, it was Cal, San Jose State, and in your case, Arizona, Arizona State, Northern Arizona, if you're down here, when you walk in the door, do five people in that office know you? If five people in the office of your local school where you coach at don't know you, that's your fault. Because practices are open. You seen Coach Ball just hug me, and I, I know Coach Ball when he was at Washington State. The first time, he was there twice. I knew Coach Ball when he was at Arizona State. I sent him four players from Contra Costa. He tried to hire me in Northern Arizona. I said, you ain't got enough money, man. I'm finally making a few dollars. You ain't getting me on no cheap. But uh, I know Coach Ball. You see, he hugged me. I, kissed, I, I, I When we say it's I love you, it's not... All right, dog, good luck. To no, it's a relationship. So what are you doing in your personal development is important because I can walk into Cal. Remember when I was a high school coach, and my coaches used to complain to me and say, 
man, this is not no damn cow. And it, right then and there, I was like, okay, I got him. We're teaching and coaching like we're in a Division One. I was a JV football coach when I first started. And they told me I was doing too much. Coach, you doing too much. This ain't college. But in my mind, I used to use this. My favorite one used to be, I'll treat my shit like I'm Pete Carroll. Because he was the man back then. I used to always tell my coaches, treat my shit just like I'm Pete Carroll. Now I use Nick Saban. Treat me like I'm Nick Saban. Recently, I say, treat me like who I am. I use myself now. <laughs> but that was my mentality when I was a high school coach. And I lost a lot of friends. A lot. A lot of friends. Because I wanted them to have a practice schedule. But they want to freestyle. Coach, where your practice schedule at? Man, I know what, where it is. I need to see a practice schedule. And, and, and I need to know what are you doing during those indie times? And, they be, and it became personal because I was Zoe, their friend, versus Coach Carter, the head coach. So make sure that your people understand what you're trying to do. A lot of people go to the convention. Don't just go to the convention. Now, what's ironic about these pictures here, all three of these are my former players, and they're all coaching now. He ended up coaching high school, got his master's degree in GA. Coach Pat in the middle, he's coaching. He's a defense. He went to Oregon State. GA at USC, came back, worked with me at Contra Costa College, and now he's a defensive coordinator at Lincoln University in Oakland. And Jeff, which is my pride and joy, Jeff played quarterback for me at Contra Costa, went on in GA as a D-line at Northern Colorado. Then he came to us at San Jose State, and this is a quarterback now. He was our outside linebackers GA. Then he gets hired at Cal Poly, you see the little thing, as the corners coach. And right now, he's sitting in the draft room. He's a defensive quality control coach for the Cleveland Browns. That man ain't never tackled nobody a day of his damn life. <laughs> he was a quarterback. And, he, and I'm like, and he, but he told me, Joe, I want to coach in the league. So if you want to do that, what are the steps to do that? So that's why I like showing that picture, because this is just recently in January. They would have to follow me. Don't tell me you want to do something, and then I look up an hour in and you didn't disappear because I'm introducing you to too many people because you want to go off and bullshit. And that's us four years ago. Same guy, turtleneck. We were suited and booted. I'm spruced up. Don't just go to the AFCA or in May. We got the, the National Coalition Convention. It's in Atlanta, Georgia, May 28th, May 29th. Anybody want information on that, let me know. I'll get that to you, too. Have a business card. I remember I was in high school. They, I went to Google and made my own card. I don't have to, the school don't have to make you a card. Have a business card. Have your information on it. Have your cell phone and your email address. We don't care how many games you won, how many championships, they don't care about that. They want to know your phone number and your email address. Have that on a business card. Bring hard copies of your resume. Now I'm going to be honest with you. Nine times out of 10, that's gonna get folded up and left on the table somewhere. But it's the fact that you got it. Some coaches are gonna keep it. Have a resume and have a real nice professional resume. And then with phones now, you can take that same resume and text it to people. Jeff used to get on me because I have a visual resume. I went over this with, I remember when I showed, Daniel shot me his resume. I like, no man. And he's at, when I met Daniel, he was GA in the New Mexico State. I helped him get the interview to get the GA job in Utah. 
I just met him a year and a half ago. But I'm like, shoot me your resume. And I shot him back four other resumes that he needed to look better than. And he redid his resume. And that helped him get that job to where he is right now. And he just shot me his recent resume, and I'm working on something else for him. I don't want to put it out there. I don't want to jinx it. But this is he's not here working for me. This is, a, this is our first time seeing each other really in person. It's been all Zooms and phone calls. So relationships are very important. And when you go, take notes, ask questions. When I walked in there, I'm in there taking notes. Take notes. And you can ask questions, especially, and not just during the session. I think people get so caught up and get intimidated to ask during the session. When you see coaches walking in the hallway, especially me, and we see you whispering, there you go, there you right there, that, yeah, that, tell him, that's him, that's him. Just come talk to us. Coaches, we regular people just like y'all. We like talking. Some of them going to run their mouth. Don't get them with a drink. <laughs> you get them with a drink, you get whatever you want out of them. And when you go on these conventions, it's a business trip. You're not on vacation. Like last night, me and my wife argued. She said, don't you got to present in the morning? I'm all, yeah, I'm hoping somebody called me to say, tomorrow you didn't call me last night. Come on, man, let's go hang out. I just sat in my damn room, all right, fuck, it's 10 o'clock, let me lay down. Now in the night, that's a different story. But it's not a vacation, it's business. That's at the convention, look professional. It's a business trip. Look like you're professional. Just be simple. Wear your coaching gear, whatever it is that you like to wear. Spend your time wisely. I like putting it. These are all three different off-season clinics. That's us. That's me in February in Reno at the Glacier Clinic on my own dime. That's me in, at the, at the uh, convention this past January at the coalition tent, which I just talked about with Coach Loxley and Willie Simmons from FAMU. My first time meeting Coach Simmons, but I already knew Coach Loxley. And then that's me and my players at the, uh, in Orlando at the USA Football Clinic. So all this stuff is important. All these guys, these all my former players, they're all coaching. What is your off-season professional plan? What are you doing in your off-season? Just like you here, okay, that's great. Okay, now what? Where are you at? Where are you in the off-season? Who are you meeting in the off-season? Challenge yourself from January to January to meet five coaches. Not in-state. That don't count. You know them. Start with me today. Come up to me. I got a stack of cards. Here you go. Here you go. Count me as one. I just met Coach yesterday. Went to his high school. We, I stayed there half an hour getting to know him. Meet five coaches from January to January, different ones. Because I'm gonna ask you my magic question. When you say you want to get on, okay, name me five coaches. Uh, soon as you start off with, uh, we have a problem. Because it shouldn't be hard for you to name five coaches with the schools that are in your region. Start off with the schools in your region alone. They have, you got what they want. You got players. <laughs> They have to be nice to you. Even if you ain't got a 23, you might have a 25, and the way it's going now, you might have a 26. People offering eighth graders. You know that so-and-so cousin. <laughs> no, I don't, but here go my number. <laughs> now his daddy played back in. Get his attention. Get the relationship. We need you. 
Trust me. They're not that because recruiting is the lifeline of any program. It is the lifeline of any program. You are not bothering a coach by making contact with them. Because all it takes is one call to go, man, that Coach Carter, he's an ass. And then it spreads, then it spreads, then it spreads. Or it can go the other way around. Hey, man, I met Coach, he actually cool. I'm going to send him up one of my guys. When it's even, because y'all got all the power, your players are going to ask you what they're going to do. So when it's even, they want your advice. Well, I never even talked to the player from Fresno State. I'm going to throw them out there. You don't want to go there. I ain't never talked to the coach from Fresno State. <laughs> But I talked to the coach from San Jose State, and he was nice. So don't send him there. Send him to me. That's a different story. All right, so Flip, <laughs> this one I like using because these are two personal friends of mine. Why am I showing Brendan Marion of University of Texas, and why am I showing Eric Scott, or wide receiver coach and pass game coordinator? They both were head high school coaches. That's why I'm showing them. Both of them are high school coaches. Both of them have moved up. Brendan Marion was a high school coach, coached at Howard. Actually, he was at a D2, Oklahoma Baptist. Then he did uh, Howard. Then he went to William & Mary. Then he went to Hawaii. Then he went to Pitt. Now he's big money at Texas. I met Coach E. Scott when I was coaching at McClymouth High School in Oakland, and he was the offensive coordinator at Crenshaw in L.A. It was the first time Oakland team played an L.A. team. They beat us, but I won my last two out of three. But that's how we met, because they was running up the damn score. I wasn't too happy. I mean, let, me, let me holler at you for a minute. What? He was real rude about you. I still, <laughs> I still tease him about it. It was some Oakland, L.A. stuff. But I got the last laugh, because we won the last year. We ain't played the ass no more. But he was a high school coach. Now we working together, and we used to always talk about this. Man, I'm in Oakland, you in L.A. If we ever, this was 10 years ago. Man, if me and you ever got together, well, our wide receiver coach, Kevin Cummins, took the job at Arizona, at U of A. The job came open. E. Scott was at Nevada, producing some very good receivers over there. My head coach walked right in my office. What do you think of us bringing in E. Scott? I'm going to say less. Get him on the phone. And now we're together. And we, we just had our best recruiting class this past year. We was uh, fourth in the conference. We've never had one higher than six. But you're going to see a big difference in how we recruit between from L.A. We always say from L.A. to the Bay. That's how we do. And then I just seen a couple of guys out here that I'm going to have them look at as well. But that was our mentality when we were high school coaches. We talked about this. What if me and you ever coached together? Now we are coaching together. And then the next one, it don't show his face, but Jeff, the young man, my quarterback at Contra Costa College <laughs> that played at Texas Southern, that was my quarterback coach at Contra Costa College, that never tackled a person in his life, is now the defensive quality control coach at the Cleveland Brown, sitting in the draft room right now, trying to figure out who they're going to draft. Isaac Williams, why do I say Isaac? I met Isaac through Jeff. When Jeff was at Northern Colorado as the D-line GA, Isaac was the D-line GA before, and he became the O-line coach at Northern Colorado. Jeff introduced me to Isaac. So I met him five years ago. He went from Northern Colorado to Morgan State to North Carolina Central 
And when I, during that time, I introduced him to John Embry, the tight ends coach with the 49ers, because he was coaching tight ends. Wheatley moved to the tight ends. So I said, well, let me use my network. Now, I'm going to introduce you. It's up to you to keep the relationship. John Embry takes on him, mentors him. John Embry's best friends with Eric Bieniemy. He goes and does the internship with the Kansas City Chiefs this past summer. We go, come back. He coaches at Central. We, now, you've seen us at the convention. He had his suit on. He was trying to interview it in. He got turned down from two other jobs in January. Go home, uh, Coach Clem leaves, goes to Oregon as the O-line coach from the Steelers. Isaac calls me, say, you know what? I would like to go for Clem's job as the assistant O-line coach with Pittsburgh. I said, man, call be in me and, and Embry. Be in me and Embry calls the offensive coordinator from the Steelers. Isaac is at North Carolina Central practice on a Friday. Pittsburgh on a Monday for an interview. He gets offered the job the next day. Now he's the assistant O-line coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All the network is my point I'm making. I met him through him. He met, that's how I met him. But it's your responsibility to reach out and keep the contact. I introduced him to John Embry. Jeff's biggest regret is when I introduced him to Clay Helton when he was the quarterback coach for USC. Five years later, he didn't head coach, and he said he always kicked himself about that. I didn't keep in contact with Clay. That's your fault. Y'all sat in the room, it was just them two. Clay don't talk much. What you want to know, ball coach? They're in there talking football for an hour, but you don't get his phone number. <laughs> I think we get too caught up into the X's and O's. Establish rela real relationships with people. Now, would they, because what's going to happen, the more comfortable they are to you, They'll give you whatever you want. They'll be like, hey, man, just bring a flash drive. What you want? And they'll just, okay, here, don't you? That's what they'll tell you. If they're that comfortable with you, they'll give you whatever you want football-wise. But if they don't know you, they're going to give you that, yeah, see right here, yeah. They're going to give you that clinic talk. You don't want the clinic talk. You want a real, genuine trust and relationship. There's some very invaluable advice there from Coach Alonzo Carter. Beyond networking, another way you want to think about making it to the next level is to do the absolute best at the level you're at, to find the best coaching tools to help you do your job, and I've been very impressed with what Recon Sports has put together as an add-on to your huddle program to give you more data, better information to make the best decisions, to allow you more creativity, and to allow your players to learn more as you put together your game plan and scouting reports. Go to GetReconSports.com to learn more and go to the links in the show notes to set up a demo. I highly recommend it. Contact Danny Davis over there. He will take care of you. Again, get this entire talk as well as all the replays from the state mega ticket. Go to azfbca2022.coachesclinic.com to get the mega ticket. It's available for a, up to a year. The link to that one, again, is in the show notes. Follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski and follow all we're doing at CoachAndCoordinator.com. 